0: Hello to all my cool cats and kittens. Can you believe what you're listening to? A podcast episode that is posted on time. Constantly raising the bar for us all and doing it flawlessly. That's a little bit about me. Just, you know, getting by. You can hear there's a cop car right outside my window, probably alerting the media that undiagnosed is being recorded. New York City, get on lockdown. We got a fucking heat wave. We got monkeypox, which I don't even understand what it is. But I guess we're getting another vaccine. I don't know how to do that. I didn't even get my booster yet. Not because I'm anti, just because I don't got the time as I sit in bed all day watching like the next Food Network star. I'm like, I don't have time to prioritize my health. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's just not on the cards for me right now. Um, So yeah, we're kind of uh, going through it again. So I don't know what's going on in the world. But if anyone has any insight or wants to grab an $8 latte, I'm your guy. I will make time for that. When it comes to a latte and a baked good, I'm there. Same way where I say I want, don't want to go out to dinner anymore. The second someone says the word margarita, I've booked, a, I've booked a flight. I booked a flight. Wanted to kind of start off again as I typically do with a weekend recap. It was another successful day days at the shore. Um, starting to think that two days down the shore is equivalent to two weeks in the winter because I do more activities then than i do for the month of january i um was recently gifted two vip cards to djs which is probably the closest thing i'll get to a presidential medal of freedom i actually hold it to a higher standard than i do that um accolade so i walked into the djs as if i could walk in like any more of a fucking bitch i walked in and she was like about to ask me for cover i flashed the both ids in this bouncer's face i'm like yeah i think we're all fucking set i think i'm good to go thanks a lot betty I'm good. I'm going to just sneak right by you. You can stamp my arm, but please don't make eye contact, okay? You're not the VIP, you look par. Um, so that was a power trip. That was a power trip that was quickly, quickly faded because DJs was packed, man. I literally was like on a forklift. I don't think my feet were on the floor. I was just carried outside in a sea of sweaty Guidos. That's how I want to go, okay? Listening to a foghorn, fist pumping. Surrounded by sweaty Italian men. What's, a, what's better than that? Guys being dudes. I had done. <laughs> I kept doing, I don't know what. I have this new thing now where whenever I meet a new person, I, hi, Adan. I had, done. I had done, man. <laughs> and then, like, we get to chatting and I'm like, oh my God, how are you? <laughs> just a quick pivot. Um, so that was fun. I love harassing people at bars. It's just, it's more fun to me to just kind of, you're never going to see these people again. Just play, lie. What's, what's, what's the harm in just lying to everyone? Uh, Strangers, just lie to them. They don't care. When I was abroad in London, I told everyone that I met that I owned, my family owned and operated the largest and oldest Italian market in all of Brooklyn. Um, Quickly backfired because two people were like, oh my God, we're from Brooklyn. What's it called? And I was like, uh, Nona's? And they were like, oh, I've never heard of that. And I was like, well, (laughs) clearly you're not from my Brooklyn. (laughs) I've also recently been informed by a couple of you fucking losers that uh, my podcast needs more format and structure. Okay. Okay, you come out with a successful podcast that's 78 on the charts, okay? I bet you don't. But I'm a man of the people, and I want to please everyone. Ew. I want to make everyone saddest. There's no right way to say this. I just want my podcast to be enjoyable by everyone. So if we need to structure things up a little bit, so be it. Okay? So starting today, we're going to do a song of the week. (laughs) That's my idea of just structuring it. I'll just list a random song. I have two songs that are songs of the week. One is more fake and one is more real. The real song is this new band, not new, just new to me, called MUNA, M-U-N-A, all capitalized. And it's called What I Want. This is your song for pregames. This is your song for solo walks when you're in a vibe, not a vibey mood, but more of a I'm a rock star move. Like a, like it's the equivalent of um, Rockstar by Hannah Montana, but like if it went to therapy and matured. So it's called What I Want. And it's so good. It's just like, it's kind of like a mix of like a dancey vibe, but also like fun lyrics that you can scream with your friends. It's very fun. And it just makes me... Happy. Whenever I want to smile and have a good song playing, I listen to that other song. Which, to my fellow geeks out there, I'm sure we've all heard the news that I think is the biggest thing to happen in the past 15 years, is that Leah Michelle will be reprising her role, her iconic Rachel Berry role of Fanny Bryce, but in real time on the Broadway. And the cast announcement went up at one o'clock where she was taking over the role. I had two tickets in the orchestra by 1.04 p.m., four minutes after. And it would have been quicker if my fucking internet loaded faster. So me and my dear friend Natalie, who are uh, born and raised Gleeks, proud of it too, are going to be seeing Lee Michelle as Fanny Bryce on her opening night. So yeah, don't fucking speak to me that week because I'm going to be in hiding. I'm going to be in a cave of just a glee deep dive. I'm going to be spinning, spiraling, listening to the glee version of Funny Girl songs. It doesn't get much gayer than that, my friends. But that's the other song of the week. It's Leah Michelle's cover of My Man, which is from the movie adaptation of Funny Girl, not actually in the original Broadway soundtrack, but I'm hoping that they add it in when she goes back to reprise her role. So that song, it just hits so right. I'm sorry if you disagree, because you're wrong, and you're uncultured. It is everything to me. It, I don't know why it doesn't have a Grammy. For, to me, that's my Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay? That's what it is for me. That's my, my, my Miss America. This is like that for me. Okay? So everyone can shut the fuck up and stop making fun of Glee. Because Glee versions kind of slap. And I will die on that hill. And I have gotten into fistfights about Glee. Um, Yeah. So that's just a little fun thing that I talk about in therapy. You know, sp- Now, let's get into the meat and bones of what I wanted this episode to be about. I have been watching, rewatching a lot of, like, some comfort shows. And one of my comfort shows is Queer Eye, which, if you guys don't know what Queer Eye is, it's, um,. It's basically there's five gay men that cover a different aspect of like personal health, like hygiene, clothing, fashion, food, lifestyle, and home renovation. (laughs) Just randomly home renovation is in there. And they go and help people who are struggling, maybe going through a lot of personal issues or just at a a midlife crisis type thing. And they just help them in those five realms of being a human being. So I thought it'd be fun if I walked you through what it would be like if I was nominated for Queer Eye. Which I'm a little bit pissed off that no one's nominated me for Queer Eye after listening to um, some episodes of this podcast. I mean, if those aren't red flags, listen. If my if my podcast was a beach was a beachfront, you know how they all have different flags for um, whether or not you can swim in the ocean. It'd be swim. Enter at your own risk. Red flags. No lifeguard. The lifeguard stand is down that's my beach. So the fact that no one is like, hey, maybe we should nominate him for a self-help TV show. First of all, exposure to the, exposure to mass media. And also like, they'd be getting a lot, they'd get on their hands and knees and get dirty with the work they'd have to do. Like, we're not, we're not like repainting a wall. We're building a new house. Okay. I don't need like a nice pair of slacks. I need To burn my entire closet and start from scratch. Okay? Which kind of trickles into our first category, which is Tan France, and he deals with fashion. So let me explain how I think that's going to go for me. I think he'd take one look at my closet, quit his job, and just travel. I think he'd be like, I've seen everything I need to see right here. It's time for me to travel, retire. I can't begin. I finally, I've been stumped. I've been stumped. He'd be like, is that too... Barstool DJ's collaborative shirts in different colors with queso on them. And I'd be like, that is correct. And then he'd be like, why are there 17 loose socks? And I'd be like, it's kind of a metaphor because I don't have my match yet. And he's like, no, it's not a metaphor. There is green smoke coming out of them. <laughs> like, he'd be like, um, do you have athlete's foot? Or have you been run over by a John Deere tractor where your feet are so misshapen that they don't fit into any of these socks because there is literally no continuity. Is that a word? Continuity. Continuity between the socks that I have. I have like Christmas socks with a narwhal and a Santa hat, then I have like my dry fit Nikes, and then I have Superman socks that have a cape on the back. And I don't even have matching pairs of them. It's just one. But honestly what a quick fix. We just go to Target, get me a pack of, of, of white Nike socks, and we're good to go were Gucci. And then this actually happened recently, which I would have to explain to him on the show, and I'm sure it would come out. I accidentally washed my clothes with dish soap. Let me explain. Um, I, it, it was unbeknownst to me that the dish soap pods were in the same bin as our laundry pods, and I guess I just didn't really check, and I thought that they felt the same, so I threw a dish soap pod in with my load of whites. None of my clothes were like damaged but i am going to rewash them because i don't think dish soap is supposed to be near end of your privates and there are some underwear garments thrown in that mix so um i think tan would that would kind of be the tip of the iceberg for him i think that after that he'd be like i'm good with the utmost respect," and i'd be like honestly i, I understand same doria came in on your way out Oh, wait, but I want to show you this one shirt that I got because I went to H&M before a Harry Styles concert and I thought, I got to get something nice. I got to get something that will lock his eyes. So obviously I went to h H&M. and I got this velvet long sleeve red shirt that had a giant collar. I looked like a gay magician. It was that kind of vibe. So I think that that would be the final thing where Tan would be like, okay, you're lost cause. I also wear a yellow nightgown with a bear and a honeypot on it every single night to bed it like goes down to my knees and i wear it every single night sometimes full commando i don't even wear underwear with it why do i have to i can do what i want um so i don't know how that would uh translate on television but um we'll see moving on over to food and wine connoisseur which is Anthony. i don't know how to pronounce his last name if we're going strictly based on how we talk about like what's in my fridge what um, what my eating habits are like i think he might have a seizure at my uber eats history I think he would probably um, throw my phone in the dishwasher, thinking that that could cleanse me of some sort of regret. It wouldn't work. I've tried it before. But um, let me give you an example of how I meal prep. The other night I came back from a night out. I put two TGI Friday's frozen potato skins in an oven. Didn't wait for them to cook all the way through. Um, Ate what was basically a warm frozen potato. And here's the kicker. I put the leftover two in a Ziploc bag in my cold cut drawer in case I woke up on Monday and was like, oh, I could eat like and just ate two more frozen potato skins as if the regret of the moment that I was eating them wasn't enough. So that would kind of be like where we started off strong. And then I'd introduce them to my core four kitchen ingredients. These are always on the table when I'm eating food, regardless of the cuisine. Oh, that's another word I struggle with. Cuisine. Quis- cuisine. Quasimodo. Uh, quintuplets. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. But the core four that is always on the dinner table, what I'm eating. We got ketchup. We got soy sauce. We got sriracha. And we got chalua hot sauce. I don't care what I'm eating. Tuna tartare, I'm using all of that. A burger, all of that. Fucking Fritos, all of that. I don't care. To me, food is just a vessel for those four ingredients. I pour soy sauce for like a good 30 seconds on my fried rice. It looks like soup. It looks like miso soup. <laughs> if I could still see rice, there's not enough sauce. So I think that that would kind of be where me and Anthony first creatively disagreed, and then we'd get into like, he would try and show me recipes, and i try to explain to him, I don't have time to cut a spaghetti squash in half, okay? I don't have time to microwave and then peel a spaghetti squash. I almost passed out after chopping one singular cucumber. And it's not that I'm late, well, I guess it, I guess it kind of is that I'm lazy, but it's also like, I don't want... I'm not trying to make a fucking gazpacho. I'm just hungry. I don't want to make, like, fucking apple turnovers. I just want a frozen blueberry that I can just throw in a mug and down. It's just so... To me, it's just a waste of breath and energy to just keep prepping and cooking. The way that I'm complaining about things that are just, like, what functional adults should be doing (laughs) is, like... Kind of astonishing, so I'm thinking out loud and I think that I'm realizing now that I probably need this Queer Eye motivation more than I originally thought. Okay, next up is Karamo. He's kind of like a life coach and honestly, I think I would just tune him the fuck out. I would tune him out. I think that he would be, like, trying to get at, like, some of my, like, deepest secrets. And I'd be like, ooh, time to be real. And I'd be, like, taking selfies. Like, I just think that it wouldn't work for me. Because it's so, to me, it's cliche to have this random guy show up for four days, talk to you about your drama, and just say a vague expression, like, oh, six to one, half a dozen of the other. And they just start crying together. Like, I don't think that that would register for me. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? You don't know my shit. Like, I would tell him one thing, and he would go on a tangent about, like, I don't know. He'd be like, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. I'd be like, isn't that like a car commercial slogan? He'd be like, uh, (laughs) no. I just think that I wouldn't, it wouldn't play well for me. I just wouldn't pay attention to him. Sorry. Sorry, Caramo. Buy me dinner. Take me to $5 martinis at Dante. Then we'll talk. If I have like two dirty martinis, maybe we'll have a good combo. But I don't think any other situation would work. Or or I would go a totally different route, and I would just start talking about things that he knows don't matter to me. I'd be like, yeah, so then in middle school, what I, reala- what I didn't realize then is that being the understudy to Iago did not mean that we split the time. It meant that I didn't have the role, which I think really kick a lot of my anxiety and my social anxiety with uh, people and the stage itself. And he'd be like, that's not what I asked. Can I please just use the bathroom? I'd be like, and then, so I thought, wow, I take Alice Wonderland into my own hands. I make this musical happen. I'm in sixth grade. I'm I'm making deals. And he'd be like, God damn, this isn't worth it for me. This isn't worth it. I think me and Bobby would get along really well. He kind of goes under the radar. Like, he literally builds barns with, like, his two bare hands and, like, a pile of sticks. And the person who's, like, nominated who does this for is like, "Oh, thanks! And then they just, like, go talk to JVN because he bought them, like, CeraVe. And we all act as if Jonathan Van Ness has just performed the miracle of child at-home water birth. You know what I mean? And Bobby's building fucking buildings He's building making plots of land carefully articulated to the person in like 24 hours and everyone's like okay thanks bye like i'm gonna go eat fucking tuna tartare with Anthony. like it's so mind-blowing to me but it's also very camp and i love that about bobby so i probably like i'd probably pitch in my wedding and see if he's ready to undertake that um if you haven't heard about my wedding plans i think i like three, two or three episodes ago is when I got into it. So maybe I'll just send him that podcast and be like, let me know when it's done. Thank you. He'd be like, do you have a husband? Yeah. I'd be like, "Mm, we're not really, not really sure how that's uh, your information. That's very personal, actually, Bobby. So I'd probably give the X at that point. And if I'm going to be honest, I think that I would click mostly with Jonathan Van Ness, because here's what I'll say. I have a decent, a decent skincare routine and a decent, like, I'm like pretty hygienic, And this may come as a shock to anyone who spent more than 24 hours with me. Um, But I really do care about my hygiene. And I am a relatively clean person in terms of my body. But in terms of like, am I going to fold clothes right out of the laundry? Hell no. Hell no. Or, Or if the hamper's overflowing, am I like proactively doing the laundry? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Until I can't step foot on solid ground in my room... I don't have to do laundry yet, okay? I think me and Jonathan would have disagreements on the following subjects. First of all, I wash my hair pretty much every day. I know that's not bad, but I don't like not washing my hair. I don't understand how that's clean and hygienic. Like, I feel like just wetting it in the shower is not enough. I have to... I have to put shampoo and conditioner in it. I don't understand how you're not supposed to do that. Um, I also love the way that my hair smells when I wash it. Um, so I don't... And like, after the gym, I want to wash my hair every day. Um... And then I also don't have, like, any nice skincare products. I just kind of have, like, a big bucket of CeraVe moisturizer that I dunk my hand in and rub on all parts of my body. Um, So I don't know if he would have an issue with that. I tried buying, like, Fenty Beauty moisturizer. And, like, it's good. It's just, like, I don't have the funds to, like, keep replenishing that. What I would be most it's actually funny because I was reading my notes for this episode and under Jonathan things he wouldn't like about me, I literally wrote pimples. Like what the hell? I have like one pimple. I don't need to be self-critical to myself every I wrote this at like 2 a.m. last night. But like come on, Nick. You're 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 beautiful. You're beautiful. But I would finally I think like the biggest facet of me and JVN's relationship, if I was nominated, I would finally figure out what the fuck shower gel is. Okay? Is it shampoo? Is it body wash? What does shower gel mean? What is the government not telling us? What is it? I have never met one singular person. I, Listeners, have you ever met someone who knows what shower gel is and how to use it? If this is like common knowledge for everyone and I'm just the one idiot on the outside, I'm going to be quite embarrassed. But I don't think anyone knows how to use it. Like what it is. What is it for? What is the purpose? America, explain! I'm so confused, Sean. I don't understand what it is. And if Jonathan Van Ness doesn't know what it is either, then I give up. Then I give up. Then I am going to wash my hair. How about how about we do twice a day? How's that sound, Jonathan? So, yeah. Oh, and then the other thing is, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but basically before, a couple of days before my brother got married last year, I thought, hey, this would be a great time to impulsively change your hair. So I went to this salon in California. <coughs> And I uh, paid a substantial amount of money to get basically an orange crown of hair. I basically had frosted tips, but if frosted tips went poorly. And frosted tips is, in it of itself is inherently bad and inherently ugly. And I didn't even get that. I got frosted tips if something went wrong along the way. So it's already bad. Let's make it worse. He basically picked like a couple hair follicles on the front of my head dyed them neon orange as if he had just sh- dunked me in an apple bob of sunnin' and was like, all right, good to go. That'll be $200. And I was like, okay, I guess I tend to do this. I tend to have this like impulsive urge to do drastic things to my hair. I do this all the time. I shave my head once and it never, ba- it always backfires, but I'm so impulsive and I hyper fixate. And on a completely unrelated note, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I was recently diagnosed with ADHD. More to come on that. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. So now more than ever, I need to be nominated for Queer Eye. Okay? Let's make it happen. I don't care how. I don't care how many strings you got to pull. I don't care how many dollar bills you got to slip into your doorman's jacket. In case he has a connection, you never know. Um, Get me on Queer Eye. I think they can do a lot of work. And I think that we would have a lot of laughs. So... That's kind of all I got for you guys this week Um I really hope you enjoyed listening And I hope that my format was okay for you fucking aristocrats Okay I'm sorry my kings and queens if the, Am I a jester to you? Ugh oh, Okay Well I hope you liked the structure of this podcast And um If you didn't <clears throat> I'll see you next Tuesday Bra. Mumu Undiagnosed no